Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Looks like the stream was deleted on Facebook. Try creating a new stream. Kick off the show here. (laughs) (laughs) We're in green! Welcome, welcome to the Mafia cast. It is a victory Friday for our Buffalo Bills. We well, I'm not, but my boys here are on location. Guys, what's going on? What's going on, man? I think Casey's having a little technical trouble. We're getting a little taste of some live production here today, so we're, <laughs> we're uh, yeah, we're coming live from Batavia Downs Gaming and Hotel. Um, it's their Legends of the Stars Sports Expo. Uh, they do it twice a year. Um, we're here with our buddy John, John again from Game On Sports. Uh, so so he's helping us out. We're here live. There's all sorts of memorabilia vendors here, uh, player signings throughout the night. It's a two-day event, you know, tonight and tomorrow starts at 9.30 in the morning. So got a couple of Bills players, a few Bills players here tonight doing signings. Uh, Tyler Bass uh, is up at 7.30, and as well as uh, Micah Hyde. And then going right now, I believe soon, um, would be, scroll through and look at it right it'd be Bernard and Dane Jackson. Bernard and Jackson are, are up first. So, uh, yeah, they're they're signing right now. And, yeah, I guess if you're not far from Batavia, you watch the show, come on out and say hi. It's, this is a pretty cool event. So uh, we're, we're glad to be here. And oh, this, this, We're having a little trouble, but it's it's working better than it could have, I suppose. <laughs> Mainly come down to see us and see the players and then come by all this cool memorabilia here that John has available. I wish I wasn't a poor man because my Bill's man cave would be incredible. Yeah. With just the stuff that this guy has, let alone right. what the other 50 vendors have. Yeah. Here's, we also have some background noise going on from some announcements. Yeah. Uh, Mike, what is that exactly again? I couldn't catch it with my headset on. It sounded a little muffled. <laughs> but I, I can assure you it wasn't a Bill's player yet. Um, but I, but I want to throw out there, um, you know, there's it's it's not limited to just that. Uh, Boxer Butterbean was just up a little while ago, and and it's not just like football, basketball. There's like wrestling, 
you know, all, all sorts of stuff here. So, yeah, it, it's a really cool event here. We're glad to be here checking it out. That's awesome. Awesome. Hey, listen, so, hey, we are actually on live at, at, right after a Bill's game. This is the first time in a while that we've been able to get the early show uh, after a Bill's victory. Uh, let's just start off with that. Um, I'll start with you, Casey. <laughs> I got it. I got it. Anyways, we'll let the announcement go first. Uh, I hear you. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sure uh, yeah, Casey, we'll out. start with you on as far as the game recap. What did you? What were your initial takeaways from this game um, as it progressed through? I mean, I texted you guys sometime in the first half. I don't remember exactly when. And it was when Baker escaped that sack. And I was like, this is fun. Like, this is just a fun game to watch. That, like, it was it was a lot of just a good football game. But it was nice to see, like, them come out and do exactly what we were all hoping they, they would do. Come out fast. Come out quick. You know, hit the short, quick passes. Get more people involved than just digs. Um, and play at an up-tempo offense that we've seen in the last in the fourth quarter the last three weeks we're able to do and do well so it's it's it was nice to see everything happen like that everything come to fruition yeah I like spin's comment here it was a good first half <laughs> I, I mentioned that Which, I've been saying to people we, we kind of I feel like we quit a little early yeah. you know well so that was, that I was don't little, know necessarily maybe a little nervous. I know that I know that there's some people out there that are saying that the Bills took their foot off the gas, but there was a few instances. I don't think that was the case, but I think there was some, there's just some of the drives stalled out. Um, I'm, I'm optimistic for where the offense is heading currently. Like they did a lot of really good things. Love the fact that uh, Khalil Shakir was involved, six targets, six receptions. Kincaid has had 15 uh, targets the last two weeks now, 13 catches, 100, I think 40 yards. And now his first career touchdown. So that was uh, really great to see. Um, I put out on Twitter earlier some of my thoughts on the game as far as um, afterwards, of course. And I want to get you guys' take, first of all, though. What did y'all think about the up-tempo, kind of the no-huddle, maybe the return of the quote-unquote K-gun? Dude, I'm just I'm down for whatever works at this point. <laughs> We're like- it, it, seriously, just whatever whatever's going to work. I mean, it's... It seems like John and I, well, all three of us were talking about it earlier. It was like a, Josh was a 16-year-old that, got, that kept speeding and got his keys taken away. You know, and it seems like that they just took his keys away the last three weeks. And now this last night they finally gave him back, but they're like, Dad is going to ride with you this time. You're not going by yourself. Like and and that was John's analogy, and we Mike and I were like, "That's perfect," because that's exactly how it feels. Yeah. You know, it's like they gotta. They're just trying to figure out how long that leash needs to be to yeah. find that perfect median. Right, but man, they just look like a totally different team, and it's like that's what we've really, really been waiting for. <laughs> but I just want to throw out there: uh, it looks like uh, Terrell Bernard and Dane Jackson are up right now, taking the VIP tickets uh, for their signings. So they just they just announced that for all Bills fans. So yeah, if you're that. nearby, Roy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> pop like in there. Roy. Say hi. Why the hell not? Heck <laughs> yeah, 
Maybe yeah. we'll even bring him on and he can stand behind you guys and chit chat with us for a minute. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. There we go. Um, yeah, I I mean, they came out that first drive, no huddle. I love the up close shots of Josh Allen standing behind center and just surveying the defense, barking out commands. Uh, he looked in control. Uh, I he had seven runs in this game. A couple of those were design runs, uh, but I I really liked that he just decided to take off finally. Maybe there was still a leash on him. I don't know. I don't know if it's that's necessarily the coaches telling him or or maybe it's in his head. He's like, I need to stop running so much. I, who knows what the real answer to that is, but it was good to see him kind of get things going. Uh, he did tie Steve Young's career rushing touchdowns last night as well. Yeah. Um, he only needs – Maturing, right? Yeah. He needs only – yeah, uh, the King K Teddy was nice. Yeah, that was Amazing. great. And I, you know, I picked him up for my fantasy team. So that was double great for that. But um, if you look at that first two drives of that game, they totaled, I want to say, 100, I think it was 75 and a 59 yard drives. And they came away with three points. And that to me is a little bit of a concern. Uh, they've got to start finishing these drives. And then it happened again in the second half with those two drives later in the game where there was fourth and short. And they do that fake and going to go for it crap, which drives me nuts. I hate that. One of just, these days. Just do it or don't. Just, yeah. <laughs> well, I think fake, that's fake. like Mike says, they like to set up and they're keeping stuff up their sleeve. It kind of seems like it was one of those, like they're just, they're, they are playing the long game with that. And one of these times they are going to go, you know, cause they're going to eventually they're going to, they're going to Josh's Josh and Diggs or, you know, it's going to be like Matthew Stafford and Calvin Johnson. They're just, you know, it's just one of those things. Give give the luck, and Diggs is just it's gonna know. You know, just go, and eventually it'll happen. But I agree with you; it's still pretty annoying to watch multiple times on fourth and one at like the forty-five. Yeah, and the offense was moving too. So the offensive line was playing great. The running game was going. I don't like just just do it. You know, trust your defense. If you don't make it, trust your defense that they'll get the stop. But. Man, I you know when you look at the numbers in this game as far as what could have been, they could have been up thirty-five ten by or twenty-eight to ten by halftime, yeah, and then they came out in the opening drive and got a touchdown. They could have been up thirty-five to ten, like nothing. And so they've got to start finishing the drive, the drives, and that's you know you know kind of a little bit of a concern for me there. But um, the positives, man, Kincaid, Shakir, if they can keep spreading the ball around to those two guys, get them involved. Gabe. They can go a long, long ways. The only other thing yeah, I would say to add in there is maybe get Cook a little bit more involved. Well, we've seen Latavius Murray playing more and more recently. You know, I mean, he's, I mean, yeah, Mike's jersey. Um, it just seems like, I mean, they're really trusting the veteran to start out early, early on in the year. And early on in the game, excuse me. And so yeah. it's 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 weird to see like Latavius get to like technically be the starter with James with James Cook kind of spelling him, but it doesn't really it doesn't really seem like that. It's like Latavius gets to play quarters one and four, and Cook's been getting like quarters two and three, you know. Yeah, and I think yesterday, last night's game, I want to say Murray only had like five carries. I think he he didn't, and it was like seven yards. Um, Cook had a nice game. I don't remember the number of carries that he had, 
But uh, he had, I believe, over five yards per carry average for him. You're going to love this. Casey just got handed something. What do you got? I can't see down the name, but that's a Josh Allen. Josh Allen and a Dawson Knox signed cleat. Nice. That John just handed to me, and I'm going to put in my bag. (laughs) There you go. This is the kind of stuff you guys can get down there. If you're listening, go check them out. They've got some good stuff. I've seen a wall of things signed helmet. It's it's insane. I mean, you're going to spend a mortgage on it, a monthly mortgage on it, but it's cool. Uh, Everything here is just it's it just makes your jaw drop just seeing it all. Casey's like a kid in a candy store right now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a broke one. A broke one. One who didn't get his allowance. Roy says Shakir will hopefully pan out to be our slot receiver who can flex out wide if needed. Yeah, look, I've said this a few times since we started this show, this whole podcast over a year ago now. Uh, I live in the Boise area. I watched Khalil Shakir grow up here at Boise State. I've seen every single one of his games. Mm-hmm. I know the kid can play. So yeah, we've been, and even and Casey Mike, same thing, even though they obviously don't live here. We all three of us have been like, tooting that horn and like, come on, we got to get Shakir going. So there's a lot of people that you'll see on, on social media claiming that they called it, but um, I'm going to say that the three of us called it before anybody because we knew day like one papers. this is going to happen. Hey, we t- I, we texted each other the day they, they got drafted. We were like, dude, we got Cook and we got Shakir. Like, I, my heart was filled. I was so happy. Later than we expected to get him to. So that was that was something else that was funny. Yeah. The spin is on his way down there. Watch your back there, Casey. He might Yeah, we will. Yeah, he doesn't know what time we're we're leaving, so good luck. <laughs> we do have some free plays to use in the casino when we're <laughs> Yeah. Gotta admit that. So we might have to sell that clear. There or you go. Lawrence, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> All right. Uh, let me jump to the defensive side really quick of the game before we move forward. Uh, a couple other things we wanted to talk about with the game as well. But on the defensive side of it, and this kind of goes with um, our next topic as well, and that's yet all of our impact on this defensive line. Uh, so let's start there since, you know, we've got it up. Is Oliver, has he reached that point in his career now where he is the guy that is elevating the defensive line and the players around him? I don't know if it's that or if our edge is so strong that they're like focused on the edge and he's getting through. You know what I mean? But he's, he's, we're definitely seeing some sort of improvement here. Um, and it's amazing to watch. You just, I don't know. You, you, we questioned him last year, you know, and then all of a sudden here he is. Okay, guys, we need to go ahead and take one through ten for Toronto Bernard. He definitely is making an impact. I think I think one through ten for Dean One through ten for Toronto Bernard. It's just been working out. Yeah, you can't double team everybody. That I mean, that's the whole thing. And so, and look, like we've all said, it takes different players like different like time spans to adjust the NFL and get up to game speed and truly be the best player they're going to be. Just took Ed Oliver five years, you know, like, I mean, I, I mean, I understand like, like that sucks, like that's rough, but like at least it's sort of 
happening now. At least it, it's happening sooner than later. I mean, do we want to keep trying to do this, like, with Kyrie Elam? I don't think so. I mean, that's why we saw Josh Norman get the opening tackle of the game last night. Um, yeah, we're going to talk about that, cool too. I to see him make that play, yeah. I got to admit, for as much as I've hated on him coming back, it was I was like, all right, that's kind of cool to see him get the opening one. <laughs> yeah. And it was a good hit. It, it was. was like, he it played was well good, on special teams. He did. He had um, a couple of nice plays in there. But, I mean, with someone like Leonard Floyd coming off the edge and then mix that with Von Miller coming off the other edge and um, Groot, and they're gonna. They're more likely than not gonna double team either Von Miller or Leonard Floyd, you know, or at least yeah. chip him. So that leaves Ed, you know, one on one. And we've all known. I mean, he's kind of undersized, but he's got the best athletic ability that you could ask for. for defensive tackle. You know, what about the? I texted this yesterday while during the game, and I it was during that last drive that they. Uh, Bucks scored the touchdown on, and and I made the comment about the disappeared. Then they came back. It seemed like though, but the yeah, there were moments though where they kind of disappeared. Is that a concern for you guys? I'll start with uh, Mike and with you on this one. Is that something you're concerned about going forward, or or should we not be worried? You're saying I I had the announcement going, so I couldn't hear that well. You're you're what were you saying about just. What disappearing? You're talking about the edge, the pass rush, the pressure, the pressure. Yeah, um, yeah. I don't know if it's it's not like we wanted to see around the edge, but we like we were just saying, you know, we're seeing Ed in the middle. In the middle, but I think teams are you know more focusing on that now. But maybe we can use that leverage to our advantage with with like the situation you know we're talking about here with Ed uh, in the, in the inside. So I would say I'm necessarily worried about it. Um, but but teams are teams are going to start focusing on that I think because it, it is our strong point and hopefully we could use that to our advantage somewhere else. Yeah, yeah, I agree. What 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 do you think, Casey? I mean, with the line with the linebacker situation like in flux right now, like I mean, it's my I feel like Mike's kind of right. To it, like, it's like. They got to focus on taking away the defensive line. I mean, Daquan Jones was on his way to becoming a pro bowler, let alone maybe a second team, first team, all pro, you know? So that's hard to replace. So, and he went, like I said, either last show or a few shows ago, he isn't, wasn't known as a pass rusher when we brought him over here. You know, that was like his one knock was he was a great run stuffer, but just could not and then here we are this year i mean he's you know basically top five defensive tackle in every in every category at getting to the quarterback so it, i mean it's just hard to replace replace that and i mean with milano going down you know it's it's harder for and between milano and daquan jones going down together i mean it's the uh, they're all dots and it's going to be struggling, you know, getting past the offensive line to make tackles in, in the backfield, let alone at the, at the line of scores. Because Jordan Phillips and Tim Settle just don't eat up blocks as, as Daquan Jones was able to. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I found it kind of interesting. The, the PFF grades came out today for the players in this game, and of 
Puna Ford was actually the top defensive tackle as far as PFF grades go. He earned he earned a score or grade whatever of uh, 68.5. The highest one on the defensive side altogether was Poyer, of course, 89.4. Rousseau was the highest defensive lineman, 75.5. Are you surprised to see maybe Puna Ford up that high? Because I got to be honest, I didn't really hear his name called in in at any point in the game. I heard him called a. F- like once, maybe twice, um, but nothing serious, you know. It was, and it was in the first half when, Dane, I, when I heard. Dane Jackson tickets, um, one through thirty. But what I did Dane like Jackson. is that we had like we had Rap at safety, and we had Poyer playing linebacker next to Bernard. Now, I mean, I understand that's basically, I mean, that's a dime defense, but like that, it it was working well. You know, it was it was fantastic. I mean, he you know how physical Poyer is and likes to be and wants to be. So just giving him that free range to be like, all right, here, go play in the box. You know, go have fun, go do your thing. So it it was. I think that we're, that's going to be something we're going to start seeing a little bit more often. Yeah, um, um, there was a comment here from Spin about uh, Puna almost having uh, a safety. And he and yeah he did. Oh, there were man. ten quarterback hits on Baker Mayfield in this game, and that was kind of one of the things that I just published an article on Buffalo Lowdown. My kind of my takeaways from the game, and one of those was the defensive pressure. Yes, we had three sacks, but ten quarterback hits. Those need to turn into sacks. More of those, especially on that last drive. The penalties killed us. I mean, we stopped them twice. Um, I, there was just some things from the defensive side that I that I really liked. Get away from pressure. Didn't always make the plays for the ball. Just avoiding the sacks. Were you surprised by how well he was able to get out of some of those sacks? Baker. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, it, especially that one that like right when we were talking. And I was like, "This is fun to watch." And when he like got around and spun and just got it away, like it, you don't expect a quarterback to get out of that. I mean, it's like the Eli Manning in the Super Bowl, you know, like it, like that kind of stuff. A lot of quarterbacks, you just kind of expect them to just go down because they don't want to get hit. They're afraid of what's coming next. So it it definitely surprised me, but it's it's fun. It's fun. It's fun to see that kind of football. It was a very entertaining game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was. <laughs> Yeah, that one where he uh, he threw. I'm pretty sure it was an incomplete pass, if I remember correctly. But they had the sack, and I'm like, "There's no way he got that off. His knee was down." And they show the replay. It's like, Are you I know. Me? How does he like that float yeah. above the ground like he did? did so. He did a good job as far as that part of it goes. But I do want to see him get the sack. At the end of the day, they still got three. And Spin, I did not. I have not looked at the offensive line as far as who gave up the sacks. And if Torrance gave up the sack, that is. That is saddening. I'm. That is sad. That would be his first sack that's at the college that's or pro level. Eventually. <laughs> eh. That's happened eventually. No, I know. it doesn't. Career is there any, sack ever. Is there a is there a lineman that never allowed a sack? No, not a chance. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. No way. So just to answer, who was it? I think it was Spin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Spin. I did not. That is not my cleat. No. As much no, as I wish it was my cleat. If one of you wants to tip us 350 bucks, it can be my cleat, but it's not my cleat. 
Yeah, John and just wanted to show that off. Uh, something new he's got here. I mean, if you're listening on YouTube, Super Chats are open. <laughs> yep. <laughs> um, I actually do have a, a Josh Allen signed plea on my show. I'm looking at it over there. It's about two feet away from me. But I got the first time I came to Buffalo a couple years ago. So, yeah. sorry. Sorry, Casey. I do have one of those. Right, but it doesn't have Buffalo, Dawson Knox on it as well. This is yeah. true. It does speaking not of have his Buffalo, though, on it. John, uh, John wanted us to give you some crap about not making the trip here uh, today. Oh, that's right. Yeah. He was disappointed. Why aren't you here? <laughs> I'm still paying off the last trip. Yeah. yeah I bet you are. <laughs> Travel well, these days is not cheap. Hey, yeah. um, before we move forward, because I do want to talk a little bit about some uh, of the things, but let's talk about uh, the Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyrie-Kyr
No, and that's the that's the issue. I think he has the talent to be in his own or a talent to be man coverage. But he he keeps committing these penalties and I think that's a big problem. Yeah. I heard Terrell Bernard. Yeah, John just informed us Bernard and Dane are both taking off and aren't gonna be and aren't coming on the show. We were trying to surprise you. Oh trying to get someone over. We were trying to get one. John was especially John was trying really hard to get one of the two. That'd have been fun. Yeah. Maybe we were, maybe somebody we were, else will show up. We were waiting for we were, we just wanted to see the look on your face. Be like, oh my god! It'd have been like <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> now interview him, uh, Ron. Not like putting yeah, on the spot, uh, right? <laughs> on the spot, I got this. No, uh, but yeah, back to to Elam. Do you guys think so? The trade deadline is next Tuesday, four p.m. Eastern. Do you this think he was on this roster next season? We made the cap move, right? We opened up some cap for some reason. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it is Elam or not. I don't know if we're keeping him in our pocket and, and still like not giving up on him. Like I said, not not working in the zone defense. Maybe somewhere in the future we do run some sort of more uh, man coverage, but. Like you said, the penalties are an issue too, but I, I don't know if, if if he is a trade target or not. I, I can't say for for certain if I think it's him or or who. I think he's going to be, but I think Bean's going to try for him to not be. I think it's one of those, like, this is probably as high, like, as high as it will get and as low as it will get for Elam's value. Like, I, I know that doesn't really make sense, but I mean, if they play him more and he plays worse, the value is just going to drop. You know, we've seen it's like a used car. You draft him first round. If he's playing okay, you might get a third round, second, third round for him. But if, you know, you draft him in the first round and he plays like absolute dog crap like he has this year, (laughs) then, like, yeah, you're going to get, you know, a Nissan Altima for your BMW that you're trading in. And Spin's right. I mean, and Roy's right. We would need another corner. I mean, it, it, we would truly be relying on Josh Norman to be our third corner. So that's where everybody's new fancy name is going to pop up and be Patrick Sertain. But I don't yep. think that. I don't think there's a chance in hell we get Patrick Sertain. <laughs> well, the only Henry. thing that I would. Yeah, I've heard Henry is a rumor too. Um, the That's, only thing about Sertan is, if you're saying yeah. that it's not going to happen because the Broncos won't allow it to happen, th- that I can agree on. But if you're saying it because you don't think oh, yeah, it's Broncos Dane like Jackson. that, I disagree with that. Dane Jackson, come on down. Also, all of the Dane Jackson. So, I. Why do you disagree with that? Disagree with, with because he yeah. Bean has done a trade before the midseason. He brought over Benjamin. He brought over Stefan Diggs. Not pre, not midseason, but he gave up first round pick for Stefan Diggs. So it's not unprecedented for Bean to go out and throw a first round pick in a trade and get a key player. So that's so that's my only thing is there's a lot of people like there's no way Bean you know would pull off something like that. He will he he values draft picks too much. And he does value those draft picks, but he's done it before. Right. And they're so always exploring Broncos options. Broncos are open to it. Yeah. They're always exploring options. So if the Broncos are open to it, 
Mm-hmm. So Go here's the issue. Here's the issue. Who comes off the field in favor of him? Of Sertain? Yes. Tane Jackson. That's easy. Who plays next year when we have Benford, Dane Jackson, Trey White, and Patrick Sertain all on, all on the roster? Again, that's easy for me. I hate to say it, but I don't know that Trey White's ever going to be the same. Um, his contract is massive. Back-to-back major injuries now. A player at uh, that position coming back from a torn Achilles is one of the toughest injuries to come back from. It doesn't happen often. So, and I know there are some examples of guys in the past to do it. And I, trust me, I'm pulling for Trey White, and I hope he becomes all pro white again. But I think the Bills need to be ready for him not to be. And they can't wait to right. see if that's going to be or not going to be. If you can yeah. get a certain in the trade, yeah, if you can get Sertan in a trade, he's 24 years old. You've got the position locked up at both corner one and two for years. You can let Trey White go. You can maybe even trade him if you want to. Jackson come down. I don't I don't know how again, but it gets into if he gets traded here, he's gonna want a contract extension. Guys start looking for that contract extension at the end of year three going into year four. Because he wants. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one of those things. So we're only going to have Sertan for Sertan. Like we would have to pay, like they would be Benford and Sertan came out in the same draft. So we would have to pay both of them the same year. If not, we have to stagger them and we would have to pay Sertan this year, but then you can say goodbye to Gabe. You know, like we, we're going to start losing depth. We're going to lose Gabe. And I mean, yeah, we're we've locked up a corner, but now we need wide receiver two. We're gonna need wide receiver three, four, five, six. You know, all these receivers are on except for Hardy is on a one year deal. Davis is the only receiver coming on the roster that's Shakir's still on his rookie deal. He's in year three or year two. Sherfield's on. He's a one year deal. Uh, he hasn't done anything anyways. Yeah, well, I mean that's still the depth, then, that's still our active. So then the depth. Bills just yeah, but then the Bills just signed another wide receiver free agent who's not going to really play a whole lot. And that's kind of the way it's just panning out to be. Or Dusty Short turns out to be that stuff. Yeah, there's there's that. We don't know about Justin Short. He might become the next Gabe Davis or better. Who knows? Um, I just think that the Bills need to plan ahead because uh, I, I do have my concerns yeah. that Trey White is not going to ever be the same again. And with this contract, and if it's going to free up a ton of money if they don't resign him or if they trade him, I don't know what the cap hit looks like or anything. I haven't looked at it, uh, but I know I think he's got what two more years counting this year on it. And I think we can get, we can get out of it like after this year, like with some dead yeah. cap. I mean, we'd be eating some dead cap, but like I think it's doable compared to what we'd be saving. And let me. Well, I'll spin this over to to Mike since you haven't had a chance to say anything for a minute. Um, Don't do it. If you have the chance to bring in Sertan, knowing that you have Benford and Sertan, that you potentially have to sign at the same time extensions, is that something you're willing to do, knowing that you've got maybe the best duo of corners in the league for the next two to three years? That's a reach, but I'll let it continue. A little bit. But we don't know how Benford's going to pan out. He could become one of the top. You're, you're saying 
You're saying get rid of white and doing that? I'm not saying get rid of white necessarily. I'm just saying if you have a chance to have Sertan, do you go for it? Uh, despite the fact that you know you're gonna have to spend some money a few years down the road. Yeah, I mean, if you do, if you did do that, I would think your final call or get rid of the tray, right? Um, you, def you definitely want a security blanket there, or you know something. Like you said, it's not guaranteed he's going to recover. And I mean, we were hoping he he was right there, and you know he got this got this new injury. You can't guarantee he's even going to get back to that uh, position again. Yeah. Um, so you kind of do want to have, you know, something something in line, you know, in case things do go wrong. I mean, he he's out of it right now. We got what we got. You put him on, on the team now, and it would be huge. It would be huge. Um, but then, Casey, then I think you're looking, you're you're moving on from Trey at that point. I because I, I think tickets one through ten. Casey, I'll ask one you this: oh, which, if we have Sertan and Benford, get, who would who you obviously didn't like the fact that I said that you have one of the best duos in the league potentially. But who's better? What duo would be better? Give me a couple of duos that you think would be better than a Sertan and Benford right now. Uh, that would be better than Sertan and Benford right now. Uh, the e the Eagles with um, what's his name with Darius Slay and um, Bradbury. The Chargers should be with Jack with Jackson and Asante Samuel should should be. Um, I mean, when healthy, the Cowboys with Stephon Diggs and with uh, Trayvon Diggs and Stephon Gilmore. Um, but I would take Benford and Sertan over that duo. Th well, this is all just because we don't. I mean, we've only seen Benford for you know now a, a year and a half. Yeah. You know, and I do like. I mean, I wouldn't say he's to me to be considered like like to be considered a top duo. Both players would have to be in like top twelve, top fifteen. You know, at their position. Um. So that like that's hard. Like that's that's how I would that's how I would build the You're talking like a like our safety situation, like Poyer and Hyde, but it would be corners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I'm fine with that. I can get on board with that that I just I do think Benford will continue to improve. I do um, too. I just now, I just I yeah. haven't seen enough yet in order to make that claim. Yeah. I mean, he played really, really well last night. In fact, the PFF grades, he was one of the top guys. But yeah. he basically essentially shut down Mike Evans for the most part until like the last drive, basically yeah. when he, you know, cut that right. touchdown. But so if he could stay consistent, you know, that's key. Yeah, I mean, this is all you know because I agree. I seriously doubt we would get Sertan, but it's still fun to talk about. Is there any player in the league right now that you would go after that would make sense? Can Mike, go ahead. <laughs> I I can't even other other than like the rumors the regular rumors you're 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 seeing or or things like that I can't I can't really I can't really think of anyone else honestly. I mean, are you talking like a splash play or are you talking like looking? Not necessarily. Just something to help primarily the defense. But if you think we need a wide receiver and you want to go that direction, that's fine too. Or 
a running back, whatever you think. But yeah, it doesn't necessarily have to be a splash guy, but just somebody that that can help come in and uh, shore up uh, these uh, positions uh, that's hurting right now uh, because of the uh, uh, That's not a third quarter on Josh Norman. I wouldn't. I mean, I would kick the tires on on, on another corner. You know, just Micah see who's Hyde, out there. Micah Hyde, uh, Micah Hyde out there doing a signature. I'd kick the tires. You know, I'm the old guy. Like if the Steelers start to fall out of contention, you know, like and we're still in contention, you know, kick the tires, see what he's got, um, see what they're asking for. I mean, right at this very moment. That wouldn't even a, a splash play would just be like going for just a, you know another big name. Why did you see? I mean, I was thinking linebacker, but with Poyer dropping down in the box playing linebacker, with Rap playing higher up in safety. I mean, I there to personally that solves your linebacker issue. And now I understand it's not Madden, but like worked pretty good last night i was gonna say yeah like if if maybe he if maybe he has lost a step he's just a little bit slower and but playing him in the box like takes away like takes away that that step that he's stacking then perfect he's still got he's still got these great ball skills that he showed last night you know almost had two interceptions playing in the box so yeah maybe that maybe that's so close maybe that's the move at linebacker I was, I was pumped for that seeing him there. In the box. <laughs> Maybe Aaron Maben can come out of retirement. <laughs> there you go. That's a that's a good one. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll throw out a name. I mentioned this in a previous article I did of with five potential trades and Derek Brown from the Carolina Panthers. They're owing whatever. They're not going anywhere. Um, so far, it looks like they swung and missed on their quarterback. You know, time will tell. But it would help to get him weapons. Brown's- I'll give I'll give him that much. He, when Adam Thielen's your best wide receiver, like it, you, you need some more help. They it's got like DJ Moore had DJ Moore. If DJ Chart, yeah, he's not doing anything. And they have but a anyways, <laughs> give the him some time. Him. Yeah, I agree. Like, give but, uh, Derek Brown, defensive tackle. To be honest, I, I don't know if he's a one tech or more of an at all. I really don't know that. But I do know he's like 6'4", 320, 330 pounds. He's a big, big man and can fill in that role. And that would allow Puna Ford, Tim Settle, these guys to kind of go back into a depth position. Uh, Brown's contract is manageable. I don't remember the exact numbers. I have to go back and look at it again. But it is something that I think the Bills could, could do. And I don't necessarily know they would take a first-round pick. Because, I mean, Derek Brown's good, but I don't know if he's first-round good. And it's also kind of first-rounders are saved for, you know, a wide receiver, corner, defensive end, quarterback. Right. You don't really, you know, Christian McCaffrey didn't even go for a second round, for a first-round pick. So I'll I'll be tight if we trade a first-round pick for, for defensive tackle when we could have had Christian McCaffrey. As much as I love James Cook, I'll still be pissed. Yeah, McCaffrey would have been legit yeah. on this team. A two, for a, uh, a two and a six for McCaffrey or a one for Derek Brown? Bro, give me a break. Yeah, yeah. Let's move forward really quick. So we're going to be wrapping this up here shortly, but let's move forward to 
a little bit of the Cincinnati games. We're going to do a show before then. Speaking of the show, after this week, we will be going back to Thursdays, Thursday nights, seven o'clock Eastern, five Mountain Time, which is which is my time for the people who listen over here. Um, for the weirdos. So that's next. <laughs> so that's next Thursday. That we'll be we'll be uh, going live, and then of course we'll dive more into the Bengals game. But your initial thoughts on that Cincinnati game? This is to me huge. We almost have to win this game. Well, it's kind of the same for them. They're in the same boat yeah. we are, you know. So this is this game is going to be very telling to see who's going to be where in January. That's all I got to say. I could see us going six and six and six going into the bye, and then some <laughs> somehow making a run. <laughs> I don't. That's that's where my head's at lately. Uh, the Bengals game, it's it, it's a team I feel like we shouldn't really struggle with, but we're going to. So, so six and six going into the bye. That means we're going to go one and three over the next four. I don't know, man. <laughs> They've been scaring me lately, but I, but I, but it doesn't mean I'm, I'm not saying like. You know that that's, you know, we're that terrible or anything. I'm just saying that. I mean, you no, know, it is. We could have some bad luck and some tight, tough games, and I'm not, I'm not ruling it out. But I'm still confident we can make it far. You know. Yeah. Even if that is the case, uh, maybe well, I'm just preparing myself again. You know, mentally, so I can be happy yeah. again. Uh, <laughs> Here's the next four. You got the Bengals. Broncos, that should be should be a win. Jets and then the Eagles, followed by the Chiefs and the Cowboys. Yeah, I'm saying you you have to win that that Jets game is the win. You gotta win it. You have to. Yes, that's that's the next must win game for me. And and I'm I was saying before this Tampa Bay game, you know we're in this lull that we might not get it back together until that Jets game because I think it it would mean more than than the Bengals game. I don't know. I that's where I'm going to fight you, Mike. If it's going to yeah. mean more than after getting smacked in the mouth 17 times in the in last January in Orchard Park, it's a new year. On top of you know, like Cincinnati being like that, the Demar Hamlin. So I think Cincinnati's like always going to be always going to be like one of those games for the Bills from here on for a while. Where it's like we, it's got, we got to beat it. Yeah, it's gonna be like playing Kansas City. I think yeah. last year the three, those us three teams, like all asserted ourselves at like, would we should be the big dogs every year? And it just about like for the next ten years, I feel like one of these three quarterbacks are gonna be going to multiple Super Bowls, like. Just on a rotating schedule. Yeah, to me, I this is a almost a most one of the reasons for what you just said, Casey. But I think for the psyche of this team, yeah, I think beating the Bengals could go a long ways towards the rest of this season, as far as their men, mentally and the morale of this team. Because you're right, they've kind of become, you know, that thorn in their side, and almost a mental thorn because of what happened with DeMar Hamlin and then getting just embarrassed in the playoff game from the mental part of this. Yeah. From the mental aspect, they've got to win this game. And I think it'll carry them through the rest of the season if they do. 
I just want to throw out there that the whole the six and six comment was before the Tampa Bay game. I was preparing myself to actually lose that game. When I predicted the score on the Facebook comment, I didn't put a team. I was worried. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was a one-point well, game. We're, we will wrap this up. Uh, so really quick, first of all, if you're watching on YouTube, please uh, like and subscribe. If you're watching anywhere else, please like and share. Um, you know, hit hit the little thumbs up, the hearts, whatever you're look, listening on. Uh, same on, on Twitter. Also, we've brought this up a few times. Jump over to Facebook, find us at the Mafia Cast, become part of our community. We talk, uh, we just talk bills. That's what we do. And uh, get on there, be part of those conversations. And we do special giveaways like this. Terrell Bernard. Nice sign, Terrell Bernard. And that will be going to the winner, Miss Piazic, uh, tomorrow. That's fantastic. We will hopefully be doing those some more of these again. If you do follow the Facebook page, you were well both ours and Game on Sports. If you're following both of those Facebook pages, uh, you're automatically entered into the, the future drawings. <laughs> and Spin says Casey taking it and run. Um, anyways, Roy, yeah, how'd you know we're going to slots? I think we mentioned it earlier. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned it earlier. We got we got to hang out and make our escape when we can because they're ready to thump us. Pretty much. <laughs> All right, we're going to bounce and get out of here. We will see you all next Thursday night, 7 o'clock Eastern time. Go Bills. Go Go Bills. Bills.